This podcast is sponsored by Midwest Loan Services, a leading provider of mortgage loan subservicing. Mortgage subservicing is a highly demanding and regulated discipline that requires precise expertise to handle thousands of complex tasks. That's why lenders nationwide trust Midwest Loan Services to simplify loan servicing, reduce their costs, and mitigate their compliance risk. Learn more at MidwestLoanServices.com. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNY News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. I'm Ron Jose, Senior Editor with CUNA and Credit Union Magazine. In many ways, Ray Lancaster is the embodiment of the credit union spirit. As CEO of Pyramid Federal Credit Union in Tucson, Arizona, Ray has infused the people-helping-people philosophy into virtually every aspect of the organization. Above all, he is always looking for an opportunity to provide others with a better path financially. It is for that rare brand of leadership that Ray has been recognized as a 2019 Credit Union Magazine rock star. Anyone who spends a little time with Ray can't help but be inspired. Please join me as Ray Lancaster shares his story. So, Ray, my understanding is that your first involvement with credit unions was as a board member. Can you tell me how you got started and your path to where you are today? Well, in 1984, I came in to make a car loan payment, and I happened to ask them if they ever needed volunteers. And they said, sure. And at the time, everything was done by hand, so we had these long adding machine rolls of dividends and interest calculations, so... I would come in and help them, help them do all that, add to the paper, the adding machine roll paper. And so later I got onto the board uh, from there, and I used to come in and just do my degree was accounting and finance, and I used to come in and just do accounting for them on the side. I didn't get paid for it, just volunteer time. And then our manager in 1996 said she wanted to retire in a year, and from the board we had somebody to take her place, and we we're looking for. Uh, somebody kind of for the number two role at the credit union, and we couldn't find anybody, mainly because we were pretty small, like 12 or 13 million in assets. And, and so the board said, well, you're here all the time. Why don't why don't you do it? And I said, I don't want to get involved in that. But after another month or two of searching, you know, I talked it over with my wife and decided that oh, let's change careers. So I actually worked for the post office for 17 and a half years, and then left that to come to the credit union, where I've now been 22 and a half years. So that's my two jobs in life, I guess. You know. So in 97, I became an employee of the credit union, and then uh, March 31st of 2003, the CEO. So tell me about Pyramid Federal Credit Union today. Uh, what's your asset size, your field of membership, and what's your market? Yeah, so today we're about $165 million. Uh, we're a, you know, a community credit union, low income. We're, we're a CDFI, Community Development Financial Institution, which just means that more than 60% of our loans go to people who live in low income areas. And then um, this year's our 90th anniversary, actually. So we're celebrating 90 years, November 29th. So you've been around a long time. The credit union actually started as an investment club in 1925, and then when Arizona passed the credit union statutes in 1929, they decided to convert. 
And so, yeah, we've been around quite a while, 90 years. I always thought it'd be fun to stay till our 100th year anniversary, but that seems a little long, you know, so I'd be 72 then. So I should probably enjoy life a little more before then. Maybe they'll invite me back for the anniversary. I'm sure they will. Now, you said you're a low-income designated credit union. What are, what are your strategic priorities? Well, I mean, for us, you know, Tucson, about almost 25% of our community is in poverty, you know. And so for us, we're just trying to grow our members. We're, there's no shortage of people, low-income people around where we are, you know, or low-moderate income, middle income. And, and we're just trying to expand our membership and then maybe more importantly, we're focusing on process improvement and trying to remove, you know, friction that we impose on our members, not necessarily that, that they want, but just we've always done it this way and you got to go through the hoops and we're trying to kind of reevaluate everything we do and how to, how do we get better? And, uh, you know, and then like everybody else trying to go more digital and then in, January of 2021, we're actually doing a data processor conversion to correlation. So we have a pretty full, pretty full calendar, but our process improvement is probably the most important initiative because we just want to be better, right? We want to be efficient and we want to be good for our members. Yeah, I was just at a conference in, in, in an operations roundtable. Virtually everyone said that really their top priority is just removing friction for employees and members. I mean, that's that's virtually how the Amazons and the Apples of the world, that's how they get by, is just removing friction from the process. Our VP of member service was at that conference, and I just chatted with her yesterday about it, and she said it was great, and she came back with some ideas. And so, you know, hopefully we'll get some more things that we can improve upon from, you know, the educational events, too. You were really affected by the National Credit Union Foundation's development education program. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I feel like the DE program, if you will, is just something that really resonated in my heart. One of my board members had gone maybe 10 years before, and she came back and said, Raymond, you need to go to this. And, you know, in 2014, when I finally decided to go, I was like, well... I've seen it all, heard it all, done it all. You know, I don't know where this is going to help me. But it was the best thing I ever did. And it just exposed me to a higher, like a higher level realization of why we're here and kind of the meaning of, of credit union life, if you will. And, you know, how we should be the best deal for our members. And and the DE program, are you very familiar with it? Ron? Yes, I've, I've participated in it, yes. And, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so when we did our secret shopper survey, pretty much the service from the banks, the payday lenders, you know, even the title loan places gave better service than the credit unions that we secret shopped. And, you know, and I thought we were one of the best ones. And I, I said, holy cow, we have a lot of room you know, to improve on that. And one of the things that really hit me was I went to a pawn shop and I'm talking to the guy in front of me who's pawning his tile saw because he didn't have any work. And I and he said when he gets work, he borrows the money and gets it out. And then he, he he's done with the job. He usually brings it back so he can provide, you know, milk for his kids and food for the family and stuff. And 
and it just really struck me. I didn't, I didn't want to be the credit union that sent our members to the pawn shop in their time of need, you know, and, and I didn't want to be the credit union that sent our employees to the pawn shop, you know, when they had financial difficulty and stuff. And so it just really gave me a different mindset about, you know, why are we here and what can we do? And there's always a struggle between the, the mission and the money, you know, no, no money, no mission, but no missions kind of makes everything irrelevant, you know? And so the DE program just really brought this into a good focus for me that it was just something I could really relate to and, and say, Hey, this is us. You know, we, we want to be the best solution for our members. Uh, we don't want our success to be based on the backs of fees, you know, charged to our members and things. We, we want to be something that's good for every member that we can serve. And in the context of all that, how, how would you describe, as a CEO, how would you describe your leadership philosophy? I'm very collaborative, maybe to a fault sometimes, because I like to sleep on things before I make a decision. And so sometimes that drags out the decision-making process, you know, which I'm I'm trying to get better at. You know, I, I feel being collaborative is the, is the way to go. And then that... Um, the longer you put stuff off, you know, we normally, I like to say, oh, I need to know all the information. But if I know 80, 85, 90% of the information, I probably know enough to make a decision. And so I'm trying to really get better from that side. You know, kind of, I mentioned our strategic initiative, a process improvement, you know, and it's not just about the credit union, it's about all of us, you know, and if we, and I feel like if I can just improve by 1%, a day over yesterday, then by the end of a week or a month or a year, you know, there's tremendous improvement in, in my skills, you know, and all of our employees. It doesn't it doesn't take a major initiative or major change, just small incremental change over time can pay big dividends, you know. Does that make sense? It sure does. It sure does. It makes a lot of sense. You know, I was reading your uh, Rockstar profile and You've actually been known to uh, reach out to people who are considering leaving the credit union movement and trying to talk them out of it. Why is that so personal to you? Well, I feel, you know, one of the things that I really look for is people with passion. And passion is what drives us to be better, you know, for our members and for the credit union and for our employees. And in any industry, when you lose passionate people, for whatever reason, you know, they're burned out, they're frustrated, they don't feel they can make a difference, you know, whichever. It's just difficult to find people with passion and to replace them. You know, now they can be harder to manage, right? Because they're ready to go, go, go. And it's like, okay, hold up. Let's let's make sure we cover the bases first. But I'd much rather that people with passion understand that there, there could be another credit union that might be a better fit for them, you know, like the DE program. If you're a DE and you find that, hey, this is my mission and you can't make headwinds, you know, maybe it's rather than leaving the industry, maybe it's better to find a different institution or something because I'd rather that those people with passion stayed in our movement and and they can help make us better, you know, wherever they go. And when we when somebody loses that feeling and they're feeling burned out or whatever, you know, I want to be there to relight that spark and rekindle that flame, you know, and just kind of get it going. Some 
sometimes one person they were in a major robbery and and he's like, I just can't take this anymore. And we talked and we probably talked for 40 hours over time, but he just couldn't deal with it and he left, you know, which I feel bad. But ultimately, we all have to be happy with ourselves first, you know. And so when you find people with passion that are like, wow, I love I love helping people. I love giving back. I love doing the things I can do. They just want to do more, right? And that's that's what we want from everybody. How can we just do a little bit more for our members? And kind of building on that, you have engagement programs right at your credit union. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Uh, we do, you know, paid volunteer time. So if there's a nonprofit or a school that you feel close to and you want to give of your time, you know, we we offer eight hours of paid leave every six months to go, you know, to go give your time there. If you do it more than 24 hours, then we actually make a donation to the nonprofit in your name. If I say what's important to me is the Humane Society, but to somebody else, it's about the German Shepherd Dog Club lovers, you know, it's not going to be the same passion if I try and get you what I'm excited about, you know, versus what you're excited about. And so we let all the employees kind of pick their own. Every Friday, we allow our employees to wear jeans if they donate two bucks, eight bucks a month. And then that money every month goes to a different nonprofit that's picked by each branch and department gets one month of the year that they get to choose who it goes to. And, you know, the credit union then matches that and then we come in and do a photo op. But this allows every every branch employee or every department employee really has an opportunity to suggest that, hey, what about helping, you know, this group, whether it's a a leukemia group or an animal group or a community group, you know, that every every employee has a voice that they can say, hey, I'd like to help these people, you know, and then we also have all of our community events, you know, where all the employees are required to do at least two a year. You know, we want our employees to be comfortable being in the community and interacting and telling our credit union story. Because if it comes from within, it's a lot more powerful than if it's just something that we script for them, you know. And so it's just something that if we can find ways to keep that passion burning in all the employees, we're just going to benefit from that fire for a long time. And building on that again, um, I got this also from your your nomination, your Rockstar nomination. And I think this has a little bit to do with the DE program as well. Uh but you have a living wage program at your credit union, which is really kind of a neat idea. Why is that important to you? Well, when I went through DE, you know, the first thing that I thought about was, what do we do for our our employees? And so we established a line of credit at 0% interest. It ranges from 500 to $1,500 based upon their credit score. But it allows them to, if they have the you know emergency spending or they have to buy tires or a medical bill or whatever they can just access that line of credit there's no no approval process there's no hey ray i need to borrow funds from my loan you know it's just something they they manage themselves they have to make a payment every month and whether they you know keep it maxed out forever or or pay it off is we're not micromanaging that we're leaving that up to them and so the second thing from the DE program was that when I looked at the poverty level where we are in Pima County is about 25%. You know, as I mentioned before, 
And so many times people felt like, well, I have a job at the credit union, but I don't have a career, you know. And, and of course, at the time, some of the B of A, the Chases, all started raising their uh, minimum wage guarantees, you know, to $15 or more an hour. And and my thought was, well, we love our employees. Our employees are our biggest asset. We got to find a way to take care of them. And so we're going to start being smaller. I wish I could bite it all off at one, at one chew, but we just have to every year, we're just committed to raising their pay, uh, you know, by a dollar an hour in addition to whatever their normal cost of living or, or wages are. And our goal at the time was to get to 18, but I'm thinking 20 might be a better number. It's just going to take us a couple years, a few years to get there. And I, I wish it could happen faster, to be honest, you know, because I, I want people to think of the credit union as a career that they're fully invested and that, you know, it's, it's just an opportunity to make a difference, you know, with our members and with our community. And, and oh, by the way, I get paid well, you know, as well. And so, you know, I also want them to have financial knowledge so that they don't make the mistakes that all of us have made in our lives about, you know, getting into debt or or not paying our bills or having a bad credit score. You know, every all of us in our life need help at some point, you know, and I just want to try and provide that, not when they need it, but beforehand. Maybe it helps them learn from stuff that we've done in the past, you know, that will just make their life a little better. And, I mean, we have things like our 401K, and I – I always encourage everybody to contribute because I want them to retire a millionaire and they could send me a postcard when they retire. I don't know if I'll still be around, but, you know, I just want them to look back and say, wow, you know, they encouraged me to help myself and pull myself up and, and to take steps that I can take, even if I'm only at the credit union for six months or six years or longer, you know, that I learned valuable lessons that are going to help me all through my life, you know, and so, I mean, that's kind of the philosophy from our employees. And so I'm always got to find more and financial education and knowledge and literacy, you know, is important. And so uh, there's no, there's never a shortage of stuff to do for the employees. And so, but I, I want to do more. I got to do that 1% more tomorrow than today. And any suggestions, I'm always open for, you know, suggestions. I'm always looking for things that what, you know, what can I do that makes makes us a little better, an employee of choice? You know, how do I how do I go find ways to get one more person to save a little more on their 401k or something? You know, yes. I'm just always looking for just how can I how can I help? How can I provide them a better life? Much like our kids, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> our yes. kids to be happy and healthy, and that's how I feel about our employees, right? I, I, I don't know that I want to adopt them all, but but I want them to be you know happy in their job and healthy and yeah. and have a good financial future. Somewhat related to that, you're also involved in a payday loan program that involves other participants in your community. How did that get started? Well, just from a conversation, um, you know, a couple of community groups wanted to kind of have an impact in this area, and and one of them provides financial education and the other had uh, funding that they said, Hey, we can, we can offset the losses with this funding. And so, you know, we got them together and the, 
local Catholic Community Services Group provides the financial education and the people go through it and then they refer them to us for a loan. And then the other is a company called Community Investment Corps. Uh, you know, they provide a deposit just to cover any losses for it. And so, you know, it's been a learning experience. We all we all know that payday loans have a higher loss history. Uh, we've probably done about 25 and we've charged off three. So, you know, a little higher than 10% loss ratio, but we've helped 90% of the people that are in the program. And so a moral victory, if, if not a financial victory. And, uh, you know, and some of the partners have talked about expanding it to title lending or, you know, some other higher dollar loan amounts that still have higher losses. And and if they're willing to offset those losses, then it doesn't jeopardize the credit union. It just positions us to be a partner where, you know, people can reach out to us and refer for members. And it's just an opportunity to impact somebody's life. You know, every, every day we have that opportunity and we just don't want to let it go by. You're also working on an alternative housing loan program in your credit union. Um, and I know those plans are somewhat in the works. Can you can you kind of tell me where you are with that right now? Well, there's a couple things that, you know, we, we did a tiny home loan, uh, one of the school districts. There's not a lot of affordable housing in the area for new teachers. And so the school district wanted to start a tiny home community. And, um, you know, we caught a lot of flack from, from our examiners and things about, you know, it's not safe, it's risky. And, you know, it's like, well, it's a, it's a motorhome loan. Just think of it that way, you know. And then, unfortunately, the person at the school district who is kind of driving that left for another position talk about the importance of people with passion so it, that's kind of slowed down, but we have another community group that uh, the city of Tucson had 25, 30-year uh, rent-to-own programs with people in a low-income part of Tucson, and and after 15 years, the city's decided they like to get out of them, and so we have about 25 homeowners that are looking for loans between 25 and 40,000, you know, for a mortgage, so that they can just buy out their, the rest of their obligation to the city and actually own their home that they lived in for 15 years. And so, you know, we're working just little things that if we can, incremental things of changing, you know, one, two, 10 or 15, 20 lives, you know, we're just looking for those opportunities, you know. And then also up with our employees, we our employees get a 1% discount on mortgages. And so, I want them to be comfortable if they go through the mortgage process and then a member is asking them about it. I want them to be knowledgeable. And so, you know, we have quite a few employee mortgages and it's just, there's no real silver bullet. It's just hard work on a bunch of different initiatives that, and, and just being in the table when those discussions come up. Right. And so if you're not active in the nonprofit community and you're not, and you're not looking for those opportunities or you don't have somebody in that area, you don't even know what's available, you know, and your your institution might be able to make a difference, you know, much as what we're trying to do here in Tucson. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.
This podcast was sponsored by Midwest Loan Services, a leading provider of mortgage loan subservicing. Learn more at MidwestLoanServices.com.